Hey, Amy. Yeah, Jackie? Wait till you see what I have for you today. Oh, my. Get on out here, Jessica P. Sweep, sweep, flip, 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 flip. <laughs> Look at all those backflips. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> and who's that coming next? It's Spry Wonderhog. <laughs> Tri- triple axle in the mid of the air? Holy cannoli. Landing on all four hooves flawlessly. Yes, landing <laughs> on their knees, too. Damn. <laughs> and wait a second. Wait a second. What is this? Oh my god. A disco ball just dropped from the ceiling. And now everyone's swaying. Amy, yes. who is coming out? Oh my god, could it be? What? Jesse Here they go. Dream come true. Jesse, too. <laughs> Just want to be with you. <laughs> Jesse, it's plain to see that you're the only one for this Patreon. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining the Patreon and supporting us. Bye. Welcome to Ho Yeah Podcast. Hello, everyone. How are you? Amy, how are you? Jackie, I've never been better. I've never been better as well. I've never been better. <laughs> I'm watching Jackie do some stretches. It's very nice. She's, she's getting real limbered up for this episode. Just the one leg, one at a time. Baby steps. Baby steps. She's baby stepping. Uh, yeah, so we're doing uh, another episode today, aren't we? A very special one. It is a special one. It's, and it's one that we've actually already done before. That's right. That's right. It was um, back on New Year's, I believe, what, 2008, 19, 2020? I I can't even remember. It was back when we were doing live podcasts uh, for the Patreon. And we did it for a New Year's one. And I'm pretty sure there was only like one person with us. It was probably Laura, right? Uh, It was definitely Laura. (laughs) It was for sure Laura. (laughs) Um, And we did it for a live podcast. I can't remember anything that we said. I sure can't remember anything about it. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was hammered doing it, so that might be a big reason why. Me too. Because yeah. I would get so nervous before those yeah. live ones where people watch you. Yeah. It's, it's scary because... Uh, people are watching you in real time, but there's also a delay. So you try to say something funny and then nobody reacts. And then you just lay down on your back and put your legs up in the air. And then they maybe politely pretend to laugh. (laughs) I try to think of anything from Hellenium and I can only think of Will Smith. (laughs) That's right. That's right. God. What was on that album? Oh, you know what? Getting jiggy with it. 
Definitely. I mean, he had like one album, right? Or he had like, he had songs that came out, but... He had so many albums. No, he did he? Yeah, he oh did. my god. I mean, even if you're not counting uh, back when he was with uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, he definitely had multiple albums. Oh my god, you're so right. I'm such an asshole. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not seeing... Okay, there's Millennium. Oh yeah, I remember the cover where he's just... It's like everything around the Millennium was just green. Yes. Like you were an alien in space because it was the future and whatever. You know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the Wild Wild West song. Wild Wild West. Jim West, Desperado, (laughs) Rough Rider. I don't know. I don't know the rest of it. (laughs) Anywho, so we're going to be doing Hellenium again for the first time. Again for the first time. And it feels so good. (laughs) Little Chuck Mangione in there for Mm -hmm. y'all. So... Forgive us if you've watched this live podcast. I'm sure you haven't, which is probably good. But if you have, please forgive us. And we're just going to say the same jokes that we did the last time. I know that. (laughs) Well, they'll be new to us, at least, because I can't remember any of them. I know. I'm just going to laugh like it's the first time. All right, Jackie, before we get into the episode, you know what we got to do? We got to do some shout outs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what are you doing? iTunes. So I would like to give a special, special, special shout out to K Zavodny. And the subject says, these babes are hilarious. And the body says, Jackie and Amy are the cutest best friends ever. And I love how much empathy and humor they bring to the episode recaps and anally says. <laughs> <laughs> Analyses, Jackie. <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> yeah. I just became a Patreon. Woo! Woo! And I couldn't be more excited. Love, love, love this podcast. Thank you, Kay Zavodny. Thank you so much, Kay. What is it? Zavodny. Zavodny is what I assume it is. <laughs> thank you thank you so much Ugh, we love those reviews now i also have another i have a patreon one okay okay you tell i i shall just give me a minute why don't you <laughs> so we actually got a message on our patreon from jessica p who you might have heard from earlier mm-hmm. in this jessica episode precious <laughs> and they sent us a lovely message and it says to amy and jackie with love After trying to leave a review on iTunes, five stars, of course, and it not posting, boo. What? I know. I thought I'd send a message here instead. I just wanted to thank you both so much for what you do. Much like King of the Hill, this podcast has gotten me through some really tough times. The wit and hilarity has brought a smile to my face each week, and the joy it's brought me can't be overstated. My ex actually got me into King of the Hill and the podcast, and no, I don't want to talk about either. (laughs) And both have been long-lasting gifts that brought me, that have brought me so much joy. The intelligent and thoughtful character-driven analysis you both do matches perfectly with the heart that exists in this series. It just feels so good listening. Keep up the phenomenal work, and I look forward to episodes to come. Dang old Jess. Oh my I mean, God. how do you got, how do you guys come up with these beautifully thought out, well written messages and reviews? And I mean, truly, I, I mean, you're all just like Shakespearean writers at this point. It's it's a for sure a weakness of mine writing. So I'm just blown away by it. Like these this is the kind of stuff I want to put in a thank you note to family members who send me just the nicest gifts or, or notes. And I 
cannot think of the words to put. And here you are emailing virtual strangers. Mm -hmm. And it's so thoughtful and nice. And I, I will never get over how much, how kind these are and how much I appreciate them. Thank you so much, Jessica P. Yes. And truly, they really, I mean, sometimes we get some shitty reviews and we get some shitty messages. And in the very beginning, it really was like, it would hurt. It would feel kind of shitty. But now, I mean, my God, the amount of love that we get, it's just like, <laughs> go fucking suck one. I, I do not care anymore. <laughs> I know. And most of the shitty ones we get now, you can kind of see like, it's coming from a place of pain and it probably really has nothing to do with us. Yeah. So thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you, Keza Zadovani. We are very appreciative. So Jackie, you just found your notes. I did. Yeah. I, I, uh, full disclosure, I did not watch this episode in preparation. I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. I almost did it either. (laughs) So I don't remember a lot from this episode. It's all coming back to me as I'm reading the notes I took (laughs) over a year ago. (laughs) So I'm excited to relive this episode through your retelling. All right, let's do it. Um, Okay, so we're doing Hellenium, everyone. Mm -hmm. Season four, episode 10. Air date, December 19, 1999. Y2K. Christmas is days away and Hank is shopping for a tree for the year. He's at like a local Christmas tree place and it's run by a man that I admire truly. Mm. Chappie. Agreed. Yeah, Chappie kind of rules. He's who I want to be, but could never amount to. I could never live off the grid. I could never live without electricity or running water or, you know, easy access to a bar. I just couldn't. I will say, uh, Will just finished up an entire season of this new show. I think it's on Netflix. It's called Alone. Yes. And it's just people being dropped out into the wilderness with nothing and just whoever survives the longest wins. And it is pretty hard. (laughs) I know. I I watched that show uh, and... I was like, I would last three days, maybe. I would I would encounter a splinter and be like, help! <laughs> there was one guy towards the end, I think he was like one of the final three or four, where he had built a shelter for himself. He had, uh, I don't know, managed to survive, kill animals, do whatever. And uh, something happened. He was cooking food for himself and he accidentally caught his shelter on fire. Mm. And the temperature was something crazy, like around freezing. Mm -hmm. And so he had no choice but to call the show and have them come pick him up because he just like couldn't keep going. So he was out. But it happened at night. And so the helicopters weren't able to come and get him till the next morning. So he was just trapped. They were just like, you just have to survive the rest of the night until we can come get you tomorrow. I mean, like truly terrifying. How horrifying. Like you, you just think, all right, if worse comes to worse, I'll call. They'll come get me. But like he, he should have died. Yes. They were, he was in, they, they put him in such an environment that like at that point at night, 
it is completely unsafe to fly a helicopter in to oh, like yeah. save them. It, bananas. I think Chappie would have gone for a little while. He is an angry man, but he's also a capable man. Mm, agreed. <laughs> All right. So anywho, Hank is, uh, Hank's talking to Chappie and Chappie says, oh, you know, business is down. People aren't buying Christmas trees. They're all so hung up on this Y2K thing, the millennium. And Hank says, oh, this is so ridiculous. Everybody's known about this for at least a year now. Why are they all buying up supplies now and not Christmas trees and enjoying their time? Like, everything's going to be fine. I have full faith in the system. Mm-hmm. Everything will be fine. Classic Hank. After returning home, Hank is, of course, enjoying a brew dog, a brewski, with Bill and Dale and Boomhauer outside. And he's kind of lamenting the fact that people are going a little bit nuts about this Y2K thing. And Dale shares that he went to the army surplus store to buy some supplies, to buy something. And Hank says, like, what'd you get a fucking tank? Ha ha. And Dale's like, ha ha. I bought an American flag decal. And instead of Hank immediately questioning this, because Dale, of all people, He's like, good for you. Good for you. It's only taken 2,000 years, but now you're finally getting it. You should put your trust in the government. <laughs> what a fucking fool. <laughs> I know. Back, uh, back when we watched this episode, it was still season two. So I was like, all right, you know, uh, he, he's easily fooled by Dale. But this is a season four episode. Right. And you would think that at least by this point, Hank would be like, I don't trust anything that you're doing. I li- like last week, I literally dug you out of a pet cemetery. <laughs> uh, so there's no way you're handling Y2K. Okay. I, that's what I, I was like. This is so unbelievable that Hank would immediately accept this story from Dale. Yeah. Anywho, he does. He does. And he thinks, well, at least Dale's got his head on, right? Everybody else is going wacky. If that's what you're thinking, question. (laughs) You should immediately question yourself. Everyone else is crazy, but Dale is okay. Dale's right on the money here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see. And of course, Hank's confidences in Dale are misplaced because we very shortly see afterwards that Dale has been hoarding supplies. He's got tons of breakfast bars. He's got kegs of Mountain Dew. He's got all the cigarettes his heart desires. It kind of seems like a fucking perfect setup, honestly. His his basement is stocked and prepared. It it looks like a dream, truly. Mm -hmm. Like, he's been to Costco so many times. All of those cigarettes. So many. (laughs) For all of his preparation, for, like, all of the cigarettes, all of the kegs, kegs, kegs of Mountain Dew. (laughs) And yet he only has one gerbil and one hamster. Just, just, just one of each. At least get two rabbits. Those things are going to procreate like nuts. Or a chicken. (laughs) Just a chicken. Have some eggs, you know. (laughs) Christ. Anyway, he's, he's pretty well prepared more than anybody else on Rainy Street at this point. So the Hills, they're not super worried about this. They're, they're focusing on Christmas. They all head to Megalomart to get probably like their, their roast beast for their, for their Christmas din-din. And their hoo-hash. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they all head to Megalomart and everybody there is in full-on panic mode. They're buying up all of the toilet paper. We have 
Can you believe it? Can you believe that we've actually been through this? They're buying all the toilet paper. They're buying all of the supplies, the water, the food, whatever. I remember when we were first recording this and we're like, it's like when there's a hurricane and it's like, oh, well, now it's when there's a worldwide fucking pandemic. Yeah. And I remember like when the pandemic started and everyone was buying toilet paper, bidets really did take off. They're like, we don't need toilet paper. We'll just throw some water on our and how true how true you were this episode is uh, uh, toilet paper is a hot topic in this episode i cannot wait to go off on a rant (laughs) oh miss bidet is gonna go on a rant about tp everybody hold on So while all of this is happening, the customers at Megalomart are going wild. Bobby's like, I'm seeing toilet paper flying off the shelves. What about my brand? I've got to have the perfect butthole paper for my sensitive, sensitive b-hole. Peggy starts to get freaked out. She's like, well, if the computers are down, what about my musings? My K-Pro, is my K-Pro going to be okay? (laughs) And one of the, one of the customers is just like, (laughs) K-Pro, What a nerd. That's so old. You might as well have a dinosaur for a computer. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Flintstones. Flintstones, Exactly. (laughs) It's a calculator and the paper comes out of its mouth or something. I don't know. It's living. (laughs) (laughs) So Bobby and Peggy are kind of getting into this mindset that something's going wrong. Hank's still very much against this. He's like, fuck this. Let's go to the arcade. So they go to the arcade, but they discover that the only thing that is able to be played (laughs) is the whack-a-mole because it functions on pins and pulleys. All the other games that are using a computer or a microchip are being pulled for Y2K compliance. So it's all starting to kind of set in to be like a big thing. Hank is still, again, still against this. He's just like, whatever, this is ridiculous. Peggy is in her office furiously printing out all of her her musings, her very, very important uh, thesis work. She has so many musings. So many. This woman is a machine. She is just pumping them out left and right. I love the that old-timey printer she has where it's just one long ream of paper that comes out with the little holes on the side. <laughs> yes. It's, it's so not good. Sh- individual sheets. It's just one long ream. Yep. It's so big. However, the next day, Peggy wakes up to see her musings. And they're all been printing on the same line. The paper flopped over and it wasn't moving. And they're all on the same line. Paper jam. It was a paper jam. So Hank decides that he's going to buy Peggy a new computer for Mm. Christmas, which is such a good gift. Who doesn't want some sort of new electronic all the time? So Hank, Dale, and Bobby all go to the store to pick out a brand new computer for Peggy. In the meantime, Peggy goes out and she sees that Bill's outside drinking a beer. And she's like, hey, where is where's Hank? Where's Bobby? Where is everyone? And he's like, oh, he's out buying something for you for Christmas. And she's just like, oh, my God, what is it? And he says, I can't tell you. So then she <laughs> like feeds him cheese and wine <laughs> until he spills the beans. <laughs> Ooh, I wish I had some cheese. I've got cheese. You want some cheese? Yes. OK, I'll give you some cheese. Cheese break. Thank you for that cheese break. That was wonderful. Oh, no problemo. 
while Hank and Dale and Bobby are at the, you know, I don't know, Best Buy, Megalomart, whatever, trying to buy this computer, the system is also down. Like their credit card running system or whatever, the registers (laughs) are down. And so the cashier is just like, I can't run this computer for like, I can't ring this up for you. And Hank's like, well, just I mean, what are you talking about? I'll give you money. And he's like, I can't do it. The computer's down. I can't figure out the tax. I can't figure out the tax. It's a button on the computer. And now the computer is down. I know. I love that. He's just like, just, you can just figure out the math. And he's like, sir, the computer is down. I cannot figure out your tax. Also, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to sit here and try and figure out the math. That's the last thing I want to do if I'm getting paid $5 an hour. Thank you. For you, I have to do it for everyone else in this line. There's no way. Absolutely not. So all of these things are kind of building in Hank. Like there's just lots of little instances or things that are happening that are kind of like pushing this Y2K narrative of, you know, shit going wild. The next day, Hank goes to work. He's at Strickland Propane and he's there bright and early and there is a mob outside and he's, Hank looks kind of excited about it. Truly, he's kind of like, all right, let's do this. And he turns to Buck and he's like, I hope you took your heart pills. (laughs) It's going to be a busy day. And Buck's like, no, it won't because I am skedaddling with Debbie and a bunch of propane. And we're going to go ride out the apocalypse. The apocalypse. <laughs> the I'm gonna, apocalypse. I'm going to leave. Uh, to hell with Miss Liz, I guess. I know. I, oh, Miss Liz, hope you make it. Yeah. See you in two weeks. <laughs> what the fuck? So, honestly, that sounds like a fun time. Like, two weeks in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of propane and I assume a shitload of booze and maybe coke. And probably peanuts for stamina. What? Because of the protein. Protein and peanuts? Yeah. For your penis? No, I mean, like, (laughs) you're trying to survive. You just need, like, what, some Gatorade, peanuts for protein, cocaine, and that's it. You're good. That's true. You're so good at planning. Thank you. I'm going to I'm going to write out the apocalypse with you. Yeah. <laughs> good luck, Will. <laughs> so Buck is gone and Hank's just like, holy shit. Now I have to like take care. He's, he's like, oh, my God, Buck's gone. Like my constant, my one. Oh, the one that I rely on would for un- some unknown reason. I can't believe Buck would do this. Of all the people. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> okay. So Hank opens up the doors and people just, they, the mob just comes in and they're like, give us propane. And Hank's out because Buck has took pretty much all of the propane. And he's like, uh, I don't really have any for you. I don't really have any. So he calls Murray Hogarth and he's like, Murray, what do we do? And Murray's freaking out and he's he's crying. Murray Hogarth is crying. This is when Hank realizes shit's going down. If propane, if Murray Hogarth, if Murray, commissioner, if Murray fucking Hogarth, commissioner, propane commissioner of whatever is crying and freaking out, something is terrible. Something terrible is happening here. He's shook to his core, to his very core. So what does Hank do? He steals propane like a smart person. Uh, Okay, this is uh, this is where Hank, I mean, like, 
on the one hand, I'm just like, this is a prime example of Hank following the rules until it applies to him. Yes. Then he breaks the rules. But at the same time, where was this, what is it? I don't know, street, where were these street smarts when he was at the fucking airport? Exactly. Exactly. However, he's, he's ready now. He's ready. No, no mercy. Gotta save my fam. He steals the three propane tanks that are left at work and just fucking skedaddles. He's out of there. So he's 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 pretty freaked out at this point. In the meantime, we see Dale go down to his think tank, aka the basement, mm-hmm. and it's flooded. His supplies are ruined. Puff Puff has betrayed him. Ate through the Mountain Dew lines, Mountain Dew keg lines, Bursted pipes all over the place. Is puff bursted? Puff the- bursted isn't a word. Bust. Busted. <laughs> the pipes busted all over. <laughs> is puff puff the gerbil or hamster? I think puff puff is the gerbil. By this point, isn't uh, like Hank is freaking out, but Dale is still like maintaining the appearance of like I'm not concerned, right? And so he's like, yes. Like, that fool, that idiot should have prepared, and then he goes into his basement. Is that where we are? Right, yes. So so this whole time, Dale has been like, we're, uh, like, oh, I know, people are so dumb, and, like, people shouldn't be hoarding, and the one who does hoard will have unreasonable power. <laughs> so... <laughs> In his mind, Dale has, like, crazy power because he's got just kegs of Mountain Dew and cigarettes. <laughs> which, which, honestly, if I was in an apocalypse, I'd be like, I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> honestly, if I was preparing for the apocalypse, I might stock up on cigarettes, too, because oh, who the hell cares? Because at that point, who gives a fuck if I get lung cancer? Oh, well, I don't want to oh, say it. Oh, 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 wait, 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 take it back, take wait, it back. Wait, I take it back, I take it back. <laughs> Because at that point, I'm going to want to sig. And yeah, in the apocalypse, let's, uh, we, we, we don't promote smoking on this podcast unless it is the apocalypse. I feel comfortable saying like, go for it. You, you know what? Apocalypse rules. These are the rules for the apocalypse. Cocaine, propane, <laughs> cigarettes, Mountain Dew. All you can eat. Same rules for the airport apply for the apocalypse. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, okay. So Dale has gone down to his basement and all of his food, his cigarettes, his Mountain Dew is gone. Ruined. So he's in, now he is in full freak out mode. And he runs over to the Hills house and he is just like, and he bursts in and Hank's like, oh, thank God, at least somebody who has some common sense. And Dale's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Everything I own is gone and we're fucked now because I had all this prepared and it's gone. And Hank's just like, oh, come on. I thought that you, you were better than this. And Dale's like, grow up, Hank. <laughs> He's like, what do you get a grip? You think I was better than this? No. I've spent my whole life trying to get over on people. (laughs) So at this point, now Dale and Hank are buddies in the apocalypse. And they're just like, what do we got to do? They're like, well, we need to get supplies. We got to get fucking supplies. They're like, okay, I know who we need to talk to. Yeah. And they go to Chappie. Chappie! Old fucking Chappie. And Chappie's just like, here's what you got to do. And Dale is just like, no, no, this man is out of his goddamn mind. Here's what we need to do. We need to get some meat and we need to get supplies. So Dale and Chappie go to a dog pound, which is 
so disgusting. But they are in like, I mean, honestly, at that point, you would eat a person if you were in apocalypse, right? We always come back to eating people. I know that. But we don't, we don't condone cannibalism. But I mean, sometimes you have to do what you got to do. I always <laughs> love to get into it. I think I would, of course, it depends on the circumstance, but I think like I would be willing to eat dog meat over human meat. Oh, yeah. But I feel like I'd be more willing to kill a person than a dog. Yes. I agree with both of those statements. So I guess it would just depend on the circumstances. I would 100% kill a person before I killed a dog. Yeah. I mean, if somebody was just like, I have this dog meat here. Would you like to eat this over your person meat? I'd be like, yeah, thank you. But if it was just like, I have a live dog and a live human baby, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm killing that baby. Of course. A baby, a baby. <laughs> a baby would be much easier to kill than a, a dog or a grown human. And it would be like veal. So succulent. I, I heard <laughs> I heard that babies taste best. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Based on that that uh movie uh Snowpiercer, I heard babies taste best. What the fuck? Okay, we're not gonna get into that, but <laughs> I guess theoretically I would eat a baby. And I don't think they care about <laughs> dying. They don't know. They don't care. They don't have that fear. Yeah. <laughs> Hecky, this has gone so <laughs> Wildly out of control. Just like Y2K. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. These are the questions you need to ask yourself. Look, nobody wants to have an answer to this. We don't want to have an answer about whether or not we would eat babies, but sometimes you have to do what you don't want to do. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't want to eat a baby, but if you're putting me in a position, I'm going to eat the baby. <laughs> So Hank is in just full-on freak-out mode. He sells his power drill to a, to a fool for a sack of corn. <laughs> and he also ends up buying terrible presents for Peggy and Luann. <laughs> Gets Bobby exactly what he wanted, which was just toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Which, all right, thank you. Quilted, right? Yeah, aloe vera, too. Oh, hell yeah. Mm, so soothing. So uh, the next day, they're all opening up their presents, and everybody's just so excited, and it turns out that Luann gets a fucking laundry mangle. <laughs> which, uh, rude and sexist. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, extremely. Yeah. And then, again, Bobby gets his TP that he's very excited about, and Hank's just like, oh, why don't you go uh, look for your present, Peggy? It's in your office. And she's just like, she knows she's getting a computer at this point. So she's mm-hmm. so excited. So she runs in there and she's just like, where is it? Where's it at? And he's like, well, it's right there. And it turns out to be a fucking grandfather clock. <laughs> Hank had said, when all the computers go down, no one will know what time it is. And then they're all going to come to our house clamoring to know what time it is. Oh, yeah. We're really going to need to know the time. Nobody gives a shit. Like, oh, so- dark now. Bed time so we're not late for nothing <laughs> for our baby eating din din <laughs> we, we don't have to worry about that <laughs> we'll know what time it is to eat babies trust me we don't need a clock because you're gonna smell it and you're gonna be like so luann and peggy are pissed understandably and they're like you know come on bobby let's go to the mall let's go somewhere and get actual christmas presents things that we actually like which honestly sounds pretty awesome if i could just buy my own christmas gifts and then make you wrap them perfect perfect Perfect. 
in the meantime, Hank's like, fine, whatever. I will stain your clock and it'll be beautiful and perfect. But as he's doing it, because Hank is a lightweight and a <laughs> nerd <laughs> and he's never gotten high before, he gets real fucked up off the fumes. He does it with the garage door closed. So he, he gets all fucked up on these fumes and he passes out and he has like a fever drug induced dream where he's one of the little whack-a-moles from the be- very beginning hours ago we were talking about this. <laughs> but from the very beginning episode or of the episode, he's one of the whack-a-moles and even Tom Landry is there and he's telling him like, what are you, what are you doing, man? You gotta, yes, there is fear, but if you don't actually try and live through it, then you're going to miss the good things in life. Mm-hmm. And Hank has this revelation and he's like, Oh my god, I got my family terrible gifts. They're bummed out. I've I've let my mind run wild with fear and this is not a way to live. We can't do this. Even if the world does end, it's not worth it. We got to enjoy our time together. <laughs> yeah. So later that evening, Hank has, he's come to his senses. He goes out and he buys Peggy the computer that he wants. He's burning toilet paper. Okay, here's where my rant comes in. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Let me finish and then we can rant about the the toilet paper. So he, he is burning the toilet paper. He has Peggy burn the clock, which that's a beautiful clock. Come on. There's no need to actually burn that thing. It was probably an antique. Resell it. All right. Anyway. They burn everything. And the moral of the story is like, oh, your time with your family is the most important and don't get caught up in all this conspiracy theory bullshit, which really, I mean, God, this last year has really proven that <laughs> that whole fucking theory. And you're, you're right, King of the Hill. Yeah, it turns out you're right, King of the Hill, except for the burning toilet paper part. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. All right. That's the episode. Yay! <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! All right, Jackie, please get close to the microphone. She's just laying on my bed as far away as possible. I love a good off mic voice. (laughs) No, I do love that. We need you close. You're the co-host, you goof. Well, I'm here now. Okay. Tell us about your toilet paper rant. Well, all I want to say is it makes no sense. I don't know what the writers, uh, I don't know what the animators were thinking. I mean, you're always going to need toilet paper. Always. Even if you get a bidet, but you happen to have toilet paper, you can just use it. There's no reason to burn it. It's crazy. You have a lifetime supply of toilet paper. I know. It's supposed to be the symbolic thing. And what's the symbol? You're burning actual cash. Okay. It's nuts. It's crazy. There's no reason. Remember when people were like fist fighting over toilet paper? I get it. Nobody wants to have a dirty bungle, but my lord. I mean, the, the signs are still up at the store. Like, you can yes. only buy one cleaning supply at a time. <laughs> like, Jesus, okay, sorry. <laughs> and, oh, how naive I was when the pandemic I first know. started when uh, it was sold out in stores. And I remember <laughs> I remember thinking, like, no problem, I'll just get it on Amazon. <laughs> Like a complete asshole. And then it wasn't available. And then we're all taking showers every time we take a D. I know. (laughs) But don't worry. All of our Bs are fine now. They're so good. Um, (laughs) They've never been better. (laughs) So that's just ridiculous that they would burn like a mountain of toilet paper that they had accumulated. I agree. Uh, Burning the grandfather clock also is crazy. I know it's not what Peggy wanted, but a grandfather clock is hard to come by these days and they are I I find grandfather clocks charming there's one in my 
grandma and grandpa's house. I love it. I just, I just think, I just like, I like them. Yeah, I like them too. And also, but I will say that Peggy's sidekick was pretty sick. She's got a, she's got a killer sidekick. What's the sidekick again? When you're like standing to the side and you just like, hi Oh, I thought you were talking about like a phone or something. <laughs> Like karate. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Did she end up getting like a a Mac? Yes, like one of those really fun candy colored ones. Yeah, candy color. I think they got her. I think he said he got her the blueberry one. Oh hell yeah! I know those Those were were so cool. They were so big and blue. And they were all, but they were like the first all-in-one computer. Oh, man. The computer's inside. <laughs> inside the computer? <laughs> of course, I'll never forget that. <laughs> Zoolander. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So now to my regular notes, and this will be fun as I'm reading them for the first time since I wrote them over a year ago. So first note I wrote down... David Herman is back and Mm -hmm. he plays Big Terry. Who? (laughs) Who is right? Okay. You are on the wrong. (laughs) You're on the wrong one. It says Helenium right there. Plays Big Terry. Who the fuck is Big Terry? I don't know, but we're moving on. Okay. (laughs) Uh, A quote. Now I'm moving on to quotes. Dale to Nancy. Laugh now. After a month of easy cockroaches, you'll be begging me for gerbster. Did you mean eating cockroaches, not easy? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> gerbster. Gerbster is the point here. Because <laughs> he's like, I'm going to like give us plenty of meat with these you know, gerbils and gerbils. Nancy's like, one's a gerbil, one's a hamster shook. And he's like, laugh, but you'll be begging me for gerbster, <laughs> which absolutely. I mean, I know I would be too. If I'm eating baby, no, I'll happily eat gerbster. Yeah. Like the tiniest wing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I wrote that part when Bobby is eating the popcorn off of a string. Does anyone do the popcorn on a string thing? If so, why? Right. I rem- Yeah, I remember that. Where did that come from? They were like, they were decorating the tree. But the origins of that. Where, yeah, what are the origins of that? And the candles on the tree? I feel like it's got to be some kind of Germanic thing. It right? must be. It must be. But like, uh, I, Scandinavian. I, I love the idea of those popcorn strings. I, the very idea is so quaint to like put popcorn on a string and decorate your tree. I don't know how you don't get like bugs. Well, right. Especially when they're covered, like the popcorn's covered in butter. I, well, I was thinking caramel corn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's intended to be plain popcorn, but I'm covering it in butter. I'm going to eat it either way. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the string and just like suck it right off. <laughs> mm. Actually, I'm starving for some popcorn now. <laughs> Should we take a popcorn break? I don't have any no. popcorn. <laughs> okay. Um... I wrote, love that the arcade is called J.R.R. Tokens. That's right, you son of a bitch. That was one of my trivia questions. <laughs> uh, I wrote the part where Hank bails on the propane customers. Yeah. I guess I liked that. Mm-hmm. It's very, uh, very out of Hank's character. So I don't know what this means, but I wrote, all I wrote was, you could put shit in almost anything. <laughs> 
I don't know. So. I guess you could. Like in any sentence? I don't know. Or like an actual dump in anything? Like in a Tupperware box? (laughs) I poop in an outhouse? Was that part of it? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the listener comments will explain that further. (laughs) Maybe maybe so. Um, Hank as a gopher. I love. Uh, no, so cute. Or or a mole, whatever it is, a whack a mole, so precious. And um, the last note I wrote was, you know, it's easy to look back and laugh at all the people that overprepared for Y two K, but and we're twenty one years away from Y two K now. But oh my god, what if it? Oh. Oh, holy shit! Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, but what if it did go wrong? Where would we be now? Dead? Probably dead. I don't know. All fat from baby veal. <laughs> oh, we'd be so full on baby meat. Uh, yeah, that's... I don't know. It's interesting to think about. Like what? Like what would have happened? The computers would have gone down, and then what? We all had to pay with cash. <laughs> Gross. Um, <laughs> would you? How long do you think that you would survive in an apocalypse? It depends on the apocalypse. I mean, like, is it a nuclear fallout? Is it uh, the computers have gone down? Or we don't have electricity, but like, there's you know, other than that, there's no like nuclear radioactive waves or zombies well like, let's okay no zombies or anything like that but let's say it's just a typical apocalypse just your right? old just your run old, a mill your old fashioned apocalypse where just nothing works society breaks down because guaranteed if nothing works society will break down people are going to end up murdering each other en masse so how long do you think you would last? I guess it depends on um, where I'm living and the people around me. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like people at a certain, like people will just naturally fall. It's like when uh, electricity goes out in a town and the stoplights don't work. So people just default to, you know, waiting for every other person to go before right. they go. I feel like that would last in a lot of different areas for a while. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, it could either go the way of people just completely go nuts Mm -hmm. or people form their own vigilante groups and people become very involved in just their little communities because that's like the only thing you can really defend or control. Mm -hmm. Uh, Availability of food then also becomes an issue. Mm. That'll decide when we start eating the babies. I don't know. What do you think? I don't think I'd last long. (laughs) (laughs) It would not be very long. Um, I would probably give up very quickly. I don't know. I go back and forth between being like, I would try to learn how to shoot things very well. But also, I know my physical limits. (laughs) And like, if people are like, we have to walk 50 miles today, I'd be like, well, I'll I'll catch up. And then I wouldn't, and I would just die. I would just, like, die in the woods. I think it depends. Like, if there's some sort of zombie thing or a virus, I've always believed I would die in the first wave. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, I would even run towards it. Like, what is that? (laughs) What is that? And then I would run right at it and die immediately. But, like, 
if it's if it's just a matter of like we don't have electricity or running water everyone's just kind of stuck then it's like fuck now we have to find our goddamn radio right and will's gonna have to somehow rig up his bike to power the radio (laughs) damn then i think i'll be okay but i'll be pissed about it like right why couldn't i have died in the first wave now i have to deal with this right right oh yeah i don't know it's i I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess we'll just have to find out when the time comes. Huh? Yeah, we'll wait and see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's on its way. We, we've so far, knock on wood, made it through a pandemic. I mean, if you asked me a year ago, would you survive a pandemic? I probably would have said no. <laughs> of course not. Uh, and I'm like literally going out and children are sneezing into my open mouth. So oh God. I never would have imagined that I would have survived this So long. maybe you'd survive longer than you think you would. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell i i guess i do have access to babies though if just in case ah well that's pretty much all i had written down what about you all right let's see okay so i've got a few things i love when dale says no hank don't be a silly (laughs) when hank asks him if he buys a a tank (laughs) i love how hank tempts peggy with tinsel about like for decorating like that's why they're going to megalomart yeah the first time so he can like and he says peggy tinsel and then like jingles his keys at her like a cat (laughs) and she's like okay (laughs) i love peggy with her musings rap music wrapping paper i know i can crack that nut (laughs) (laughs) there's something there (laughs) there's something there the face that hank makes when dale yells a computer (laughs) it always makes me laugh so hard he's just like god Damn it. It's just like a classic Dale face. Um, let's see. I also wrote down that Hank is a good friend for letting Dale smoke in his truck. Oh. I would have been like, get out of my fucking truck, you absolutely not. A-hole. And I will smoke cigarettes. But you better not fucking smoke in my car. Absolutely. No. It's so gnarly. It's so rude. It's gross. I mean, to be honest, even if you like smoke a cigarette outside of somebody's house and then if you immediately come back in, you might as well smoke inside the house. Exactly. I, just like, let alone smoking in a car. I don't care if you have the window cracked. You are fucking that car. <laughs> you really are. You really are. Um, have you ever worked in retail where the system goes down? Uh, once and I made myself scarce. <laughs> Because I'm not going to use one of those credit card swipers. I know. It's 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 a literal, for all you kids out there, what you do is it's like an imprint machine. You imprint their credit card and then you have to like write down their mailing address and how much it costs. And then eventually whenever the fucking computers are back on, you have to type it in and charge them for it. Oh. It's such a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's such a pain in the ass. They couldn't think of anything better? That's it. God. That's it. Um, I also loved Peggy's grimace when she feeds Bill the cheese. <laughs> she's uh, she's just like, ugh, so disgusted by it, but she gets what she wanted. And I guess if there's any argument for Bill being Bobby's dad, that's it. Ew. That would be the only, that's the only one that I think is the actual argument because she wanted to know she had something that she wanted. And she did what it took to get it out of Bill. You think she was trying to, like, find out what Hank got her for Christmas one year? And she was like, all right, you can put it in for one second. (laughs) Maybe. But 
that little interaction right there, uh, feeding him cheese off of the toothpick and giving him wine, that would be the only, the only one of the many, many instances that people have been like, this is a good reason for why Bill is Bobby's dad. I still don't believe it. Listen, everyone, I still don't believe it. And if you do, that's fine. But like, that was the only one that I was like, that's pretty fucking gross. It's a thin line between eating cheese and boning. It's, it's the thinnest line. Anyway. <laughs> I love when Chappie is talking about mung beans and Dale's just like, what the fuck? Monkey beans? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) And and when Dale is freaking out about um, his gerbil, Puff Puff, (laughs) betraying him and he runs over to Hank's house and Hank's like, oh, thank God. Everybody's going crazy. And he just goes, shut up. I don't have to. Wait, I don't have time for your little problems. My gerbil screwed me. (laughs) (laughs) And when Hank is like roping Bobby into this like terror and he's talking about the grid and Bobby's like, I don't know what a grid is. And Hank goes, exactly. Nobody does. (laughs) (laughs) If you live off the grid, let us know. I would be very interested. Mm -hmm. How do you clean yourself? I'm sure that's the easiest part of living off the grid. Is it? Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Either cleaning yourself or not worrying about cleaning yourself. Ew. uh, Okay. Uh, The trick is you got to live near a river. That's the only trick. Uh, Chappie, when they're at the dog pound and he says, please, my wife is in a wheelchair. All she wants for Christmas is a big fat dog with lots of meat on its haunches. (laughs) (laughs) And then the guy's like, I think he should leave. I know. And, and Dale says, I'll take nine of those little ones. Wrap them up. <laughs> Wrap it up. I'll, I'll take, take it. it. <laughs> so Luann gave awesome gifts. She gave Hank a pair of Timberlands, I think. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah uh, really expensive noise boots. And she gave Bobby a disc man. Yes. I mean, come on. And they gave her a laundry mangle and something else stupid. Yeah, that was, I mean, she uh, was clearly disappointed in her gifts, but then to know that she gave such nice gifts just made them even shittier. I know. And you know that she doesn't make a lot of money, so she probably had to work real hard to be able to afford those gifts, you dicks. Yeah, disc man. Uh, And then my last note was, what a massive waste of toilet paper. How dare Hank? Agreed. All right. It's time for listener comments. Do we have a listener comment song? No. All right. We're going into the vault. Clunk, clunk. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Thank you. Well, we don't have a listener comment song, so we're dipping into the archives, and uh, I looked at a couple episodes from about a year ago, and they did not have songs, so I had to kind of dig a little bit deeper. So I went to an episode about a year ago, and it is the episode I Remember Mono, and that came out March 3rd, 2020, and here is a song from then comes from Thunder Muffin, our our buddy Thunder Muffin. Um, Love Thunder Muffin. Who doesn't love the Thunder Muff? So, Lee, thank you. Uh, He says, recorded this in two seconds on my 20... Whoa. (laughs) He wishes. On my 34th (laughs) birthday, so I hope it works. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's play his recording. Here it comes. And a two. 
Listen to comments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Perfection. Thank you, Lee, from a year ago. Happy 34th birthday a year ago. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Samuch. All right, let's get into some LCs. Uh, and right off the bat, we got we got several people. She's the Manon, the real slim. Uh, wait, the real slim Sadie, four twenty. Uh, blaze it, blaze up, and no me oh me oh. I live in a shack. I poop in an outhouse. <laughs> uh, another one from no me oh me oh. Hank. Hank getting bipped on the taint by that whack a game makes me giggle. <laughs> Caveman Rock says, let the grid go down, Lord. I don't need it. <laughs> Chappie is my hero. Yeah. I wish I could be like him. We should all strive to be a little bit like Chappie. I wish I could make cornbread like him. Not fully like Chappie, but not as angry, right? Right, no. The anger can go away. But but... it's resourceful. Yes, yes. By Simply Hillary 420, blaze it. (laughs) I live for Hank being gone off the varnish fumes. (laughs) Is that aches real nice? No. (laughs) My pussy aches real nice? That's not it. I'm sorry. It's Aches Hire Alice. Aches Shire Alice. Anyway, Bobby riding in the back of Hank's pickup truck, unrestrained, signaled the end of the 90s. <laughs> Delarius wrote, Jackie will sit on a warm toilet seat, but checks a porta potty to not poop on Chappie. There's a lot of things being melded together there. Did you have a stroke? <laughs> I mean, uh, you are right. I love a warm toilet seat Gross. and I will check a porta potty. And yes, oh! the person inside of there is probably a chappy type. <laughs> oh my God. Delirious. You're so obsessed with her. <laughs> You're a good listener. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> Roaming camera says, my watch has more memory than that piece of crap. Delirious also says, that's a different word. That is very funny, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but honestly, that was clever. There is no L in Christmas, but there is Noel in Christmas. Come on. It was, that's a good music. That's a really good music. That was great. Damn, that's a really good music. I know. Arbitrary and delicious. Murray, stop crying. Act like a commissioner, for God's sake. (laughs) (laughs) The real slim Sadie420, blaze it, says, Hank would have been murdered for setting toilet paper on fire last March. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But then in that same, with that same sentiment, M. Maziah says, why did they light all the toilet paper on fire at the end? It's a dry good. Just keep it. Same thing with the clock. That was probably worth money and they just punt it into the tower. Yes. Thank you. You said everything that I felt. Eild underscore Sild says, God fears people who put real candles on their Xmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, that makes me so fucking nervous. (laughs) 
Guild underscore Sild says, bold of the show to air an ep partially set in the future. Ooh. True. Very true. Well, I mean, I guess it was kind of like a, a, like a sure thing because like... If the grid doesn't go down, the episode airs. And if the grid does go down, no episode. So nobody looks stupid. Right. All right. And my last one is from Rose is Enough. Laugh now, lady. But after a month of eating cockroaches, you'll be begging for Gerbster. <laughs> and my last one by underscore dangerously. Oh. It's for wipey wipey. <laughs> That's a good con quote. Mm-hmm. Excellent listener comments, everybody. Very well good. Done. Very, very good. I know we asked for a lot in a row, and we appreciate your tenacity. We appreciate your tenacity. <laughs> good. Very good. Trivia. Trivia. It's time for trivia. It's trivia time, isn't it? It's time to suck my trivia a dick. dick. Yep. <laughs> All right. You're going first. Well, you already said one of mine. Okay. Okay. Jackie. What brand is Bobby's toilet paper pro reference? Oh my god, uh, quilted aloe vera? Guys! Yes, and I know you looked at my notes! <laughs> I don't give a shit about your notes! <laughs> Liar, it's all you can think about! Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jackie, your turn. Okay. Now these will be as much a mystery to me as they will be to you. All right. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's my first question. What is Bobby's favorite? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amy. What? Who is the JV basketball coach? Jesus, I oh, I remember this from last time and not knowing. I don't know. Gary Garrison. Oh, you're kind of close. It's Fred Nicholson. <laughs> you got the son. <laughs> okay, so we're calling that half a point. Half a point. Half a point. Okay. Amy. What? What kind of grandfather clock did <laughs> Hank give Peggy? God damn it. I don't know. A Smith and Sons. No. A Stromwell from 1910. Jesus, from 1910? That is an antique. What the hell are they doing burning it? It's crazy. These God. people are crazy. They're out of their fucking minds. Amy. Another, okay. How many games did Tom Landry win? Oh my God. 40. 270. <laughs> Last one, Amy. What? <laughs> what time does Hank start? <laughs> I remember this one too. What time does Hank start varnishing his clock? <laughs> 1.20 p.m. 8.46. God. God damn it. That's when you were like really going hard on Yeah, trivia. that was that was back then they those were unfair. <laughs> I would right. I would never do that now. Well, you win, so congratulations. Yay! I hope you enjoy it. What's the next episode? Uh, uh Old Glory. Oh. <laughs> I got I, there. I believe you. <laughs> yeah, you don't know either. Jackie needs to take a nap. <laughs> oh my god, okay. I'm sorry, but like, I don't have a regular chair to sit in. I'm sitting on your bed. I'm gonna lay down! <laughs> you can't be trusted in squeaky chair. 
I'm too fidgety. I know. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's the episode. <laughs> Wild, just like the apocalypse. Good job, everyone. Good job. Good job. We learned a lot about each other. We did. I mean, I, I feel like I know now that I would eat baby. It's okay. It's okay. This is hypothetical. Yeah, I mean, like, these are different rules. Like, we would never, like, we would never in a regular society. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring the microphone over to Jackie. Hold on. They can hear me just fine. No, now they can. We would think about eating baby. And just, just think about it. Just think about it. <laughs> All right, everybody, listen. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. Um, don't eat any babies yet, but think about if you would and let us know if you would. Write into us. Hello at hoyapod.com. What would you eat? What wouldn't you eat if you were in a in a puckle episode? Yeah. Let us know. Okay, we love you. Bye. And one, two, three. Via Condios. Wrap it up. I'll take, I'll take it. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs>